Welcome to Monticello Podcasts, where we look at various aspects of Monticello, Thomas Jefferson, and the work of the Thomas Jefferson Foundation, which has owned and operated Monticello since 1923. I'm Chad Woolerton, Monticello's webmaster. When you think of vegetables in traditional southern cooking, what comes to mind? Limp, overcooked beans and carrots? Collard greens cooked down to a sauce-like consistency? Turns out, it may not have always been this way. In a recent talk at Monticello's Robert H. Smith International Center for Jefferson Studies, Nancy Carter Crump, culinary historian and author of Harshside Cooking, Early American Southern Cuisine, begged to differ. In this brief excerpt, Crump dispels the myth that overcooking vegetables was ubiquitous to early Southern cooking, and also highlights some surprising uses of herbs and spices in the early 19th century. If it hasn't already downloaded to your computer or device, the entire talk, which covers everything from the menu of a typical hearth-cooked meal to baking techniques, is available at monticello.org slash podcast slash index.html pound signed crump. What about vegetables? There's been a common misconception that they were rarely eaten, and if they were at all, had been cooked to a gray, sodden mass. And again, early cookbooks tell a different story. Glass, Raffled, and other food writers of the period provide numerous receipts for vegetables that illustrate their importance, as well as the mode of preparation. Glass's general instructions for cooking them close with an admonition that would delight any 21st century chef. She writes, Most people spoil garden things by overboiling them. All things that are green should have a little Christmas, for if they're overboiled, they neither have any sweetness or beauty. Her directions for spinach instruct the cook to add no water after the spinach has been washed. Instead, she says to cover the pan and shake it over the fire. And as soon as you find the greens are shrunk and and fall into the bottom, and that the liquor, she means the juice, which comes out of them boils up, they are enough. Other vegetables are treated with equal care. About 15 minutes will do them, she says, of whole cauliflower. And she warns that if asparagus are boiled too much, you lose both color and taste. As the 19th century unfolded, Mary Randolph, whose 1824 cookbook, The Virginia Housewife, is considered to be the first regional cookbook in America, held to the same traditions, as did other early 19th century food writers. Randolph's directions for asparagus caution that great care must be taken to watch the exact time of their becoming tender. Take them just at that instant, and they will have their true flavor and color. A minute or two more boiling destroys birth, both. Eliza Leslie, whose first cookbook was published in 1827, was another perceptive cook. She informed her readers that when vegetables are done, They should be carefully drained, or they'll be washy all through and leave puddles of discolored water in the bottom of the dish, to the disgust of the company and the discredit of the cook. She also tells her followers that every sort of vegetable is infinitely best when fresh from the garden, gathered as short a time as possible before it is cooked. Michelle Obama really should see her book, I think. Other directions Miss Leslie gives still apply. Use but very little salt in cooking vegetables, she writes, and certainly in today's health-conscious age that still applies. Herbs and spices were combined to produce mouth-watering fare. One recipe I found for savory meat, for instance, 
called for a little sage, pepper, allspice, pennyroyal, sweet basil, pot marjoram, and salt. It would have made for a tasty dish. Early cooks knew their seasonings, and the most exotic combinations could be found. Herbs, then, were a far broader term than is used today and included many salad greens. One of the most popular books of the day, Asateria, was written in 1699 by the Englishman John Evelyn to extol the virtues of herbs and salads. He sheds a light on their importance to our forefathers. Mint, he says, is friendly to the weak stomach. Fennel expels wind, while sage has so many wonderful properties that the use of it is said to render man immortal. Mr. Evelyn detailed the proper way to make a salad, saying that those who eat only fish are heavy, dull, unactive, and much more stupid. Plant eaters, on the other hand, are more acute, subtle, and of deeper penetration. Seasonings other than herbs included rose water and orange flower water, which began to be replaced by vanilla during the mid-19th century. Ketchups were popular, but they were not the thick, gooey tomato substance we think of today. Used to season everything from soups to sauces, early ketchups were made from such things as oysters, lemons, grapes, mushrooms, and walnuts, and they imported a heady flavor to many dishes. (laughs) 